welcome to the Movie Quest podcast. Thank you for joining us again. We have a special episode today. We'll be interviewing our first interviewee on the podcast. We've hit the big time, guys. <laughs> interviewing an interviewee. Yeah. Awkward uh, sentence. I know. Or interviewing our first actress. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she is in a film that's out currently called The Personal History of David Copperfield. Uh, which is a book? It's a book. It's a book, yeah. And we've all seen it. Yep. It's a, a Charles Dickens novel. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, I'll uh, just let the interview play. It was pre-recorded before, we, uh, well, before I went to see the film. Uh, so yeah, just see how you get on with it. Yeah, throw it over to yourself, Johnny. <laughs> over to Johnny. So, thank you for joining us today. Um, okay. Thank you for having uh, me. I'm here with Amy Kelly, who stars in The Personal History of David Copperfield, which is out on UK release on the 24th of January. Uh, the film is based off a novel by Charles Dickens and is directed by Armando Iannucci. Have I, have I said that right? Yeah, you have. Although I, I've been to like, um, we've done the premiere in one of the prints, the premieres in Toronto, and they have a different way of pronouncing it. They're like Ianucci, Ianucci. I say Ianucci, but I mean each to their own. <laughs> yeah, it's um, is it is it Italian? It sounds Italian to me. I believe it is, although he's uh, Scottish. Oh right, okay. Well, yeah. so the, the, I've not seen the film yet. Uh, film comes out tomorrow for me, um, oh. so I'll be looking at seeing it over the weekend, but. Would you be able to give us a little rundown of the film, yeah. what it's about? So it's based on the Charles Dickens novel. It's a tale, uh, it follows a character, David Copperfield, who's played by Dev Patel. And ultimately, it's a tale of, you know, depression, anxiety, status, love, c- kind of uh, a journey of one man's life and yeah, what happens on the way and who he kind of meets. Uh, along the way too, over the course of uh, his life. Super. And what's your character within uh, the film? So my character is Emily. Uh, in the book, it's Little Emily, but we uh, that didn't cross pollinate over to the screen, which I'm happy about. Um, and that's probably because you kind of see her um, over the space of a long period of time. So when you first meet her, she's about 14 years old. Um, and then at the end of the film, I think we had decided that she's about 19, around that age. So, um, yeah, she is, she's the adopted niece of Dan Pegatty. Um, her dad was a fish gutter with Dan, um, who died in a shipwreck, I think it was in the book. Um, so yeah, he just took her and Ham under his wing. They live in Yarmouth. They gushed gut fish they live in an upside down boathouse um and she is she uh gets engaged to ham because back in those days as kind of like when it was set there wasn't an awful lot of choice and it was kind of almost like not that her pla- life was planned out for her but you know that was kind of how it was going to go and although she does love ham she she very much wants more than what life is currently offering her. Um, and, yeah, she, I guess, when the opportunity presents itself, um, she kind of takes it. And that's where that's where we meet her in the film. Awesome. That's cool. Um, so 
how how did you get involved with the film? Uh, when when was it first cast? Like how how long has the process been for you to get to this point of um, sort of yeah. actually having the UK prem uh, well UK release tomorrow? Yeah, I mean uh, to be honest, this film in particular has taken taken quite a long time. We filmed it almost two years ago now, oh, wow. back in the summer. But obviously, there's so many parts. Uh, it, you know, it's such a huge movie with a lot of different people, a lot of different locations. We were in ADR for quite a while, and then it finally made it to the screen, uh, finished in August, September 2019. That was for um, Toronto International Film Festival and uh, the UK. Uh, we opened the BFI London Film Festival. Oh yeah, yeah. So we were opening gala for that. So that happened around Novemberish, I want to say. Um, so yeah, now when you know when you when you say it like that, like the it's coming out in cinemas tomorrow, it's kind of like wow, it's been a really long time. So but, how um, how long was the shoot? How long did that take you to the shoot actually? Re- will differ record? from each character. I mean, I was on it over the course of three months, but obviously I wasn't in working you know, consistently for three months it was I might have had a week down in Norfolk or um, a couple of days in London or whatever it was. But I mean, yeah, characters more central characters like Deb obviously was I feel like he was in every single day. So he had a, a more <laughs> of a um intense schedule. Super. So any f- funny stories from on set while you were there? Was there anything um People have asked me this before and I always feel like I know that, like, if I was with everyone now, somebody will bring something up. But my, honestly, my biggest recollection of, like, all my funny memories on that movie was, like, we, uh, my uh, uncle, who was played by Paul Whitehouse, and also his uh, sister, Daisy Mae Cooper, they were both uh, the Pegasus, they... They together, I mean, they are separate entities, obviously are hilarious, but them two together, it was just, like, every single moment was like a comedy performance, do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, I feel like <laughs> every time I was, every second I was on set with those two was a funny moment. Me and my friend, I, we, we kind of just like laughed at them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. So, uh, will you be seeing it tomorrow, or I've, I guess you've already seen it at the premieres? I've uh, actually seen it like I think three times now. I saw um, a private screen, like a casting crew. Well, yeah, kind of like a cast screening um, before I went to Toronto, just so I knew what we were dealing with and having a first look, and that was super exciting to see. Yeah, I, I took one of my agents to that one. That was kind of the first time we've seen anything because it had been quite a long time since I'd done the ADR. Um, so it was nice to see everything pieced together. And another thing is that when you work on a movie that big, it's almost like working on like Game of Thrones or something where there's so many different... That We only had one unit, but I mean... There's so many characters that you don't get to work with because your characters don't cross paths. Uh, so many actors, sorry. So it was nice to see what friends of mine who had met uh, on the set but off the screen, uh, what they were bringing to it and what they were up to. So that was really fun. Second time I saw it was Toronto. 
that was the world premiere, and the third was the UK BFI uh, London Film Festival screening. Oh, cool. So, who is the who? Are, uh, which were the actors that you worked with most out in the film? Um, so that it would be Anthony Wells who played Ham, um, and Aaron Bernard who played Steerforth. Um, Paul Whitehouse's uncle, obviously. Um, we had a mini David Copperfield, J. Raj, who is phenomenal, and we worked together uh, quite a lot because our character arcs were kind of divided between him and Deb. Um, obviously, they're playing the same character, but we were divided between their characters' lifetimes. Um, Daisy May Cooper and uh, Rosalind Elazar. Uh, also, we had ended up having quite a lot of scenes together too. So, yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, it's such a collective, uh, collaborative execute project that you kind of just see everyone at either the events or on set or you know whatever so you end up bumping into everyone um, again and again so i imagine if i was like an actor or um i'd be quite starstruck if you know if if i was getting involved in in some of these films seeing people that i've seen on screen sort of growing up does that affect you as as an actress like seeing uh, some of these people that you've seen in films before yeah Uh, i mean it doesn't. It definitely would. Um, I think if I hadn't have been doing it as long as I had, I think I was about seventeen or eighteen um, when I started acting. So you kind of get all of that stuff out of the way on your first couple of jobs, and you're just like, oh, this person is just a person like me, you know. Even though their work is brilliant, and um, you can you can still be starstruck starstruck by somebody's work I think but um yeah usually it's just you end up just seeing like the human side of people when you work with them I think so it's not all sort of diva-ish when you're on, oh, no. on set no well I've been lo- I mean I'm sure it is I've heard some horror stories but I have been super lucky on the projects that I've worked on um yeah I haven't came across any divas <laughs> Um, so can you can you tell me about can, oh can can you tell me anything about uh, any of the the films that are up and coming for you? Uh, at the moment, I'm working on a Roger Michelle movie called The Duke. Um, I don't know how I don't think I don't know how much I'm allowed to say about this. But I know there was Ooh. like a press release the other day, but um, it is based on a true story. It stars Jim Broadbent and Helen Mirren, and I have no idea when it's going to be released. <laughs> we haven't even wrapped yet. Um, but yeah, that is what we've got. That's what I've got coming up. Super. So, are you part way through filming that at the minute, or is that? Yes, we are. We're part way through. Hmm, I think I'm about three. No, I'd say about halfway through. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, we'll keep an eye yeah, out for that. Thank you. So we. On our last episode um, yeah. that we did, we, we spoke about our favourite films of 2019. Okay, um, so, so my, my favourite film was Midsummer, uh, which is a horror film. Yes, so, I saw that. Really good. It was did, phenomenal. Did you, it was like a summer fate gone really, really bad. Gone really bad, <laughs> yeah. I loved the, um, I just loved the colours and everything. It was so obscure. I mean, any A24 yeah. movie. 
I'm obsessed with anyway. Um, but I feel like that one really definitely pushed the boat out. <laughs> yeah, it's like because like most horror films you look at, they're really dark and dingy and like. Really... I don't usually like horror films. That's the thing. Yeah. And I loved Midsummer. Yeah, because everything's really bright and like open and like you could see like the the horror element and the danger and everything. Absolutely, it's it yeah. just really That's bizarre. Exactly Nothing was masked. Um, it was just it's phenomenal that movie. I feel like so, you do watch it again. So, what was your favorite film of last year? My, f- oh, you can't make me choose. I've got a, <laughs> I've got a couple. Is that allowed? Oh yeah, yeah. If you, okay. if you want to bring a couple, so, yeah. Parasite. Parasite. I've not heard of that one. Oh my goodness! Wait, I'm going to send you the trailer right now. The so, <laughs> Parasite. Um. Paris, it's, uh, I can't even get over it when I think about it. I just have to be like, oh my goodness. It was like, I actually saw this um, at Toronto Film Festival. Um, it's director, directed by Bong Joon Ho. Yep. And he's the guy that done um, Okja. I don't know if you've ever watched that on Netflix. Um, anyway, no. it's the movie of the year. And now that's going to be your homework because you've got to go and watch Parasite. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it just like sweeped up at all the award ceremonies as well. But, you know, for good reason, because it's so good. Um, The Joker, I loved. Yeah. So much. Yeah. Joker um, is pretty good. Marriage Story, and which I only recently seen, like literally in the past few weeks, I think. But I know that it was a 2019 movie. Um. Booksmart, I really enjoyed. Um, and I also saw, I don't know if the, this probably doesn't count. Oh, yeah, uh, maybe it does count. I need to check the. Uh, no, I'll probably leave it there. I'm leaving it there. I'm done. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll go on forever. <laughs> well, I'm def- definitely going to check out Parasite. He did um, uh, Snowpi- Snowpiercer, which. Uh, oh, I, like no, a- I haven't seen that one, but I absolutely must. Yeah, I think it's like um like a like a runaway well, I think it's like a prison train or a runaway train. It's something to do with the train that's going through the snow. Oh um, but uh yeah, oh cool, that's uh, that's good. You've got to watch Parasite. <laughs> I'll I'll see if I can watch it before uh, I edit the the podcast and Yeah, uh, and then give your commentary. <laughs> yeah. And then, is there anything else that you're looking forward to this year? I know um, The Lighthouse is coming out in a couple of, uh, well, yes, I think in the I'm next two weeks. William Defoe uh, and, is it Robert Patterson? No. Yeah, Robert Patterson and William Defoe uh, in a, yeah, in a lighthouse. And also I feel like that one's been a long time coming. Yeah, I, see, I saw the trailer for that ages ago. I don't know if it was released in America like late last well, year. Well, maybe that's it. I'm so... Um, I've kind of lost my bearings with everything because when I went over there, I was like, oh my God, these are the best movies ever. <laughs> when I saw stuff at um, Toronto and I came back and I started, you know, speaking to like, my boyfriend and my, all my friends, like, these movies are so good, you've got to see them. And nobody had any idea what I was talking about because the movies were like, they weren't even close to coming out or even advertising yet. Yeah. Um, and now, just now at the moment is suddenly all of a sudden they're all coming to light and I'm like haha <laughs> warned you all um, so, so, made them all like a very um, dense list of what to watch so how, how does it work when you go to Toronto do you like select lots of different films or do you just get like a group of films that you can go and watch or so what? I think it the way they operate I mean I'm not entirely sure but the way it operates of my understanding is it's a festival 
so there maybe multiple screenings of the bigger movies and maybe the more lo low budget movies there might only be a couple of screenings um uh, there's a, a few premieres take place there like um they have big openings and uh things like that um and it, it's it's open to the public like you can buy a pass for how, however many or a week pass day pass whatever um luckily for me because i was there on press with one of the movies um i got given um like a festival pass which kind of entitled you to you know to access any of the screenings so i had one day off i remember <laughs> and i was super jet lagged anyway so i was like i'm gonna get up and see as many movies <laughs> as i can back to back and the most i managed was four four movies back to back but okay, i'm pretty proud of that awesome i started I mean, at like nine in the morning and like finished at 7 p.m or something but oh my yeah, days <laughs> Uh, I've, I've the only fest, the only film festival I've been to is a, an outdoor film festival. So, have you seen um, ooh, what's it called? Free Solo or Dawn Wall? They're, they're rock no, climbing but films. I, like, I don't know about this, and I want to know because I feel like Northern England, especially. I know they've got like the Leeds Film Festival, and I think there's another one in I can't remember where. But like, can we have more film festivals? Oh yeah, like that would be great. I'd I'd definitely be up for going to some more film festivals. I mean, the, the Kendall Isn't Mount. There in Newcastle? I don't know. Mm, there's there's Mount. probably some local ones. I mean, there's there's uh one of my friends who does a like an amateur amateur dramatics kind of film society. He's yeah. he's releasing a vampire, um, kind of like Blade, but set in like the fourteen hundreds. Yes. Uh, so he he's releasing a little uh, uh low budget um a film in the next uh, couple of months. Uh, oh, he's got a little bit of budget from America, so I think they're doing an American release um first, and then they're bringing it over to the UK and oh, taking yeah. it to some of the smaller film festivals. But uh, yeah, it'd be great to have some more festivals up and down the country yeah. that we could see. Sign me up. I will be stuff. there. <laughs> I'm all about supporting the festivals. The main one really is the London Film Festival, but that's for me. But that's because I live here, you know. If there was um, others, I'd definitely, I'd definitely be down to. I need to check them all out, basically. Super. Cool. Well, it's been uh, nice to chat to you, and um, Thank you. You too. I, I hopefully we might be able to speak to you again in, in the future when you yes, do some absolutely. other films. Let uh, me know what you think of Parasite. I definitely will do. I'll uh, I'll mention <laughs> it on on the next episode. Uh, so uh, uh, the personal history of David Copperfield is out on the twenty fourth of January, and uh, yeah, thanks Amy yeah. for joining us. Thanks so much. Go see it. Thanks, Jonathan. Bye. Bye. I enjoyed that. It was a good interview. What do you, what do you think of our, the first interview for the Movie Quest podcast? Oh, yeah, it was, it was really good. I thought it was really good, Jonathan, yeah. <laughs> I, no, ge <laughs> like, genuinely, like, we're not professionals whatsoever, and Amy was lovely. Yeah, like, it was great great to chat to her. Yeah, it was really pleasant. I, I did question some of, the, some of the things you were talking about. Can we just say, right, first of all, right, <laughs> Johnny, me... And you spent about half an hour going through, <laughs> coming up with some questions. Aaron as well, Aaron, we spent, sat down, we came up with some questions, thought, oh, these are be good questions to ask Amy. About a film, about what it's like to be an actress. 
Johnny just went, just went rogue. Yeah, went rogue. I thing. wanted to know about the film festivals. I wanted to know, <laughs> I know how it works. You wanted, to, you wanted to tell you about Parasite. How have you ever heard of Parasite, Johnny? Come on, you're well, not, letting, letting the side down, aren't you? I wanted to plug Midsummer again. As well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, should, you should watch my film of the year. Yeah. I'm not going to Also, pl- yeah, you've never heard of Parasite. Films. Haven't seen Snowpiercer. <laughs> no, but I know, I, I have seen it. <laughs> I've seen it. I've not seen it, but I have seen. Of I it. know about it. I know about yeah, it. Yeah, I know about it a but little bit. It's a film about the runaway train, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think. You know, you're on a train. podcast about films, right? Uh, well, I can't watch everything. <laughs> Snowpiercer is really good, and Parasite looks absolutely amazing. You were going to bring uh, Snowpiercer. I was, to yeah. Some was it the horror film? Uh, no, I think it wasn't. It? Wasn't it like a? It I think it was the first season, set. Yeah. Like season two or something, I think is what we were going to talk. About. But we were, when we didn't do Tarantino before that, I had a few few fun fun games to play in terms of like film choices. Anyway, it was a good interview. It was good that job. Was a really uh, good interview, good yeah. job we had Jay, Amy Jay. there to yeah, basically yeah, guiding the ship. Yeah, <laughs> get, get us through that. Thanks, Amy. Yeah, that was really good, Amy. Thanks. Thank you so much. So should we should we talk about? Because we've all seen it now, haven't we? Yeah, we yeah. Have. A personal it. history of David Copperfield. Okay. A very long name for a film, which it's taken me a while to get into the. Because we basically we've been chatting about this because we knew we were going to do an interview with Amy for a little while now, and we we're waiting for the film to to come out. Um, but I was just calling it that David Copperfield film, and I almost feel like one of the characters in the film because like lots of people in the film like call David Copperfield. Yeah, like like call it like because it's it's one of those things you say David Copperfield. It's kind of easy to kind of forget and like say it in a in a different way almost um but yeah we've all seen the film now all separately bizarrely uh usually like two of us all see it together yeah but we all went separately to to see the film yeah um who did you watch you guys to watch it with watch it with you on your own or watch it with you i took took my mate aaron you went on your, on your todd yeah well my todd yeah me me too high five <laughs> high five I, you know what, right? Not to, I just don't That's want to. So it's, it's liberating to go to the oh, cinema. Yeah. You know, you know what, right? <laughs> really I was like, this is this is to my wife. I was like, as I was leaving the house every day, Mel was just like, "You're such a loner. You're so you're so weird going on your own. Oh, you're such you're such a sad individual." Basically, I was just like, she was doing it as a joke, but Brutal. but as I was going, as I was driving down there, I was like, ah. I like going to the cinema. Yeah, 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 I can, yeah. I can make all the noise I want. I can yeah, puff, puff yeah. or whatever. Tune it to yourself. No, no one looks at me as funny. Whatever. <laughs> Maybe the other people in the in the audience get a bit, a bit, a bit miffed with me. But uh, yeah, I'm like going to the cinema. Really, yeah. Get the, get the whole bag of popcorns myself. Did you Did you go see it with anyone? Oh uh, yes, yeah, Sarah. Yeah. Nice. Went to Pizza Hut beforehand. Nice. Um, oh, nice. I didn't nice. know they did. Oh, you can eat salad. A Pizza Hut. Yeah, Pizza Hut. I've not been for like Where 10 have you years. Been? Yeah. It's their thing, isn't it? You know, um, again, listen to the interview. This guy, Johnny's clueless. <laughs> like, what, what, what? Johnny's expertise are like on like on like random, I don't know, sauces from you know food sauces. He, he, he knows his like cash and carries and stuff. But ask him anything listen, about the real world. Listen, no clue, he? listen, right? I, I this is comes as no surprise to me. Do you know why? Because when was what year were you? <laughs> what was the exactly first time you ever? You <laughs> what what year was it when you had your first banana? I think it was sixteen. Sixteen years old before yeah. you had a banana, right? But like, that should sum up exactly just, why. Like apples are fine. Why do you need a banana? <laughs> like you just need yeah, like one good fruit, and then you just stick to that fruit. Like I mean, if all I could eat was good Granny Smiths 
for the rest of my life. I'm, you know, I'd be yeah, happy but, with that. That's just it's pretty weird. If you'd have been like, I hadn't had like, I don't know, some sort of weird dessert, like... Blamange. Yeah. I'd be like, oh yeah, fair, but a banana. Never eaten a banana before. The smell, the smell of a banana is quite <laughs> off-putting at times. It, it's potassium you could have had in it your life. It can smell a bit rotten at times, bananas. They don't, they don't, they don't. Not like a crisp smell. It's kind of a bit mushy. But anyway, we're we're trying to dig yourself out of a hole here. Yeah, we're yeah, talking about the film. We've, we've been diverted away from David Copperfield. So we've we've all we've all discussed how we've seen it. <laughs> but would would we have seen it unless we were going to be uh, doing an interview on it? I actually think we would have because we all like the thick of it. I I would have probably watched it, yeah, because because I, I really like Armando Nianucci. Like, I'll talk about this in the next episode. But I've just been also I rewatched the well, I watched for the first time the Death of Stalin as well recently. Cause oh, nice! Yeah, it's recently on Netflix, yeah. isn't it? And like, it's it, you know, I'll talk I'll talk about this in a bit when we talk about you get popping into the film. But um, yeah, I just love his style of comedy and stuff, and I love mm-hmm. like. It's just the way he makes films. So yeah, I, I probably would have seen it. Although I gotta be honest, like some I don't know what it was, but I just wasn't feeling that like oh I'm gonna want to go to what's name and watch it. I guess it's probably like you get those big like huge sci-fi films or war films or whatever that sort of like to get all the attention and yeah. really flashy and stuff, and you're like oh I want to go watch that, I get pumped up for it. But then like I I mean again we'll talk about it later on, but I had a really good time watching this film. Mm. I really enjoyed it. I, 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 if I wouldn't have seen it. You know, if it would have like dismissed it or whatever, I would have been, I would have been massive shame. Really sad, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, genuinely. I think, like, one of the trickiest things about the film is the story is not something that can be conveyed in a trailer as such. So when watching the trailer, you're just like, I'm not entirely sure what this film's going to be about. It looks nice, it looks really good, but it's until you actually s- sit down and and watch the whole two hours of it you can kind of like figure out exactly what's going that's on a lot and of his stuff is like that it's like more of a vibe and a feel and like mm. all the different characters and how they talk to each other and stuff it's yeah. like it probably would be hard it's, it's probably quite hard to convey that within a, a, a few like a, a minute or, whatever, or 30 seconds of a trailer and well, shall like, we try now <laughs> i think like amy like really sort of helped put perspective on it because when um amy was talking about like well i didn't really meet this person or this person mm. and for us to have just watched the film, it's like, oh, really? Because everything's, you know, the story's all put together, even though it's all these different parts. Like, it does go all over the place. It does go all over the place. Yeah. In terms of like, there's a lot of different. It's crazy. A lot of moving parts, yeah, I would yeah, say. Yeah. And like, I just didn't really. And like, when 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 she was talking about it, I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was, it, there was a lot going on, and it was pretty mm-hmm. big. And there was like, it was trying, tr- trying to tell a lot in, t- you know, not yeah. a long. Do, do you know what I like? Likened it to not exactly the same, but you know, like Clyde Atlas, which is just a lot of spinning plates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's in in some ways it was like that. It's quite intricate. There's like a yeah. lot of little detail, but I feel like you know, Cloud Actress, the the brush strokes are really strong and broad, where these are a bit more finer. So it's a lot more the things that are happening in all the different situations throughout David Copperfield's life, which is basically what the film is about. It starts yeah. from him being born to him becoming a successful writer mm-hmm. uh, and everything in between that. So he goes through like times of struggle, working in a bottling factory uh, where he's been kind of not neglected. really... Yeah, neglected and not really paid very much and, you know, he's in really bad conditions uh, to him becoming a successful writer and uh, having a good amount of money. Mm-hmm. But all, all the all the scenes going into that, they all fit on top of one another, but it's all kind of... 
um, things that happen are not like, yeah, they're not like key like plot points. It's just kind of building on what's gone before, yeah, yeah. and a lot of it's about the language, um, yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, so it's amazing, like, because I, 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 it's one of those films where, like, similar to, remember Romeo and Juliet, the um, was it Baz Luhrmann one, where he used all the original language and just sort of modernized the 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 actual film itself and where it was set and stuff, and then, but it still works because it, you sort mm. of. You just go go with the flow of what's happening and the the context and the tone yep. when people are talking. This film wasn't quite like that, but there was some scenes, especially with like Peter Capaldi, the way he's speaking and the way he's acting. Yeah. And you sort of a lot of the time, just because it's so fast and what's and it's a lot of it's like slang and stuff. You mm. not entirely sure what he's saying, but you just you understand exactly what's going on because of you know what's happening on the screen and just like it's just really fun and anyway, yeah, it's, it t- sort of transports you into that world. Yeah, and then sometimes it felt like it was like a stage play, you know, like with, where the way that they were sort of coming into the set and like into or sorry into the scenes, and then sort of the way almost like it was shot again, especially with Peter oh, yeah. Capaldi's like character, like it, it did feel like a lot of his scenes were like, oh, I I could be in a theater right now watching this, and I, then there was like that, you know, the backdrop with like the the um, the movie was playing in the background. Oh, with the, mm. with the projectors on yeah, the wall and stuff. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. So what? I've got a confession to make. Yeah. I may have missed the first, like, 30 or seconds or a minute of this film. Really? Because I, wa- I came in, well, I got to the cinema. You know, when you get to the cinema, and the movie starts at half eight. Mm. So you just like, well, I'll get there for half eight, and I just sort of, you know. You just need a nice go blast. Go to the loo. Can't not get, you know, get a nice get, blast. Get, well, make sure I've got some popcorn on the way. Potter about, we'll have a look at what's on, go to the toilet, go, go walk into this, and then I walked in, it was probably about probably about 42 minutes past, and it was mm. playing, and I was like, oh, what, what, what? <laughs> I ran in, I'm like, they must have played the advert, I, I think maybe they all wanted to go home early that night or something, but I uh, I, I missed like the first, I, I, from, what I, from what I've read online, it's, it's start off with like a stage or something, and yeah. it sort of yeah. does a battle yeah, or something, because yeah, yeah. it felt, I didn't see that obviously a bit, but if the rest of the film felt very, yeah, like very stagey, very like, mm. with like, the practical effects they're doing. I think the bit where they, there's a little, there's some nice transitions that they were like really creative and fun transitions. Like there's yeah. one where they like painted the the scene onto a cloth and then dropped the cloth and it kind yeah. of fell down like a like a drape or whatever. And mm. there was like bits where the hat, you know, felt very uh, Michel Gondry in some parts. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like where reference. the hands are like smashing through the, yeah, yeah. the ceiling and stuff, and you just sort of playing with reality a little bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. So I I really enjoyed that that aspect of it. Like. It was, I think, more than any of his other stuff. It was a lot more creative, a lot more fun um, than the stuff he normally does. He, he doesn't u- usually dip his toe into that. It, usually, it's just the characters and the story. Yeah. Whereas this, he felt like he was playing a lot more with the cinema of what mm. was going on a bit. Yeah, so some more. like Marvel fantasy elements into just the way that things are happening in the in the film. I, I just I thought this film was acted so well. Mm. I, I genuinely was like every single character was I was just encapsulated by like everything even even the sort of ones that are anti-characters you know his best friend who who ends up running away with Emily There's so many oh, yeah. well-written characters aren't yeah they? absolutely just no, 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 no real one-dimensional characters that yeah, so, well not really but I mean and if, if, they, if they were one-dimensional I think they were supposed to be one-dimensional yeah and they were really fun and really interesting and yeah. they were all quite different like, yeah you think about all this, they're so stand out, all of them together. Like very, very good. They're so like memorable. Like you can think about what that one character, like Peter Capaldi's char- character, 
was I mean, pissing. that was probably one of my favourites, but he, he could just... You, I could watch a whole film just him. He's just... I mean, Peter Cabal is amazing anyway, but, like, yeah, his his character and just, like, it felt very much like, um, like, uh, what's the... Like, what's the guy from Oliver called? Uh, Fagan. Yeah, like Fagan sort of thing, but, like, a really fun version of him and, like, about all the abusiveness to his wife and stuff, but yeah, I, I yeah, the character. You're right. The characters were really well. Written. Genuinely, it was so well acted. I think one of the other things is like when I watched the trailer, I expected this film to be quite funny, mm. but I find it quite heartbreaking and beautifully heartbreaking in a lot of ways. Like I text you guys like after I watched it, just being like, "Wow!" But when I got home to Heather, I was like, "That film was beautiful." Like I was yeah. really like taken back by it i think mm. like, you're not, sort of not expecting that sort of no thing. i wasn't i wasn't really because i didn't really know much about david the, the book david copperfield so obviously you know who charles dickens is and we read like some of his books when we were in like high school but i'd never seen or read this one and like again just like, every character in it i was just really emotionally attached attached to and when bad things were happening to to david i was like really sad by that and i don't know like it was just it was just, the word I want to use is just it was beautiful. Like it was a beautiful film, and I wasn't expect. I was expecting a dark comedy, twisted yeah. sort. If you know, that's not his his thing. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like Death of Stalin. Did you, did you ever see that one? No, I, I so like it's on my list on Netflix. Really now. funny, but the the material it's sort of it's sort of like using and sort of using to paint this paint this picture is just horrendous. If you mm. think about it, it's so dark and so sad. And just like really flippant about like all the horrendous stuff that was going on in like Stalin, Stalin's um, Russia, whereas this was like probably on the complete opposite side of the, of the spectrum compared to what that film felt like. Mm-hmm. I mean, thick of it somewhere in the middle. Yeah. But like this, um, this was just so much more uplifting and just it didn't feel cynical at all. There was no cynicism in it. It was just really uplifting the whole way through. It felt just like I know you saying this. There was sad points in it, obviously. Again, it was hard. You know, you, you you do need that sort of light and dark mm. of the film, um. But but for me, it felt I just I felt the whole sto- the message of the film felt really uplifting. It just overall like I was just really enjoying watching it. It was just really happy. It was yeah. I came I out was, of it just beaming, just like oh yeah, that was great. I was really blown away by how good it was, and genuinely like I just thought it was acted so well. well one of my favorite characters was uh, Mr. Wickfield. Who was sort of the schoolmaster or the the university master? He's played by uh, an actor called Benedict Wong. Oh um, yeah, the drunk guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was good. I just loved like his accent. Oh, yeah. He was really. It seemed to me like really Yorkshire, and it just I don't know, just something about his whole his whole character, like the bit where uh, he first comes to David Copperfield's aunt's house. Oh, yeah. And he's trying to get. He's trying like, to get oh, they've got a drink, and uh, sh- they're like trying to get the globe away from him, and um, yeah, it's just like that scene. Even just it's just a standalone little scene, but it just on its own is like it's brilliant yeah. to watch. Just like it's almost like a sketch or something. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, it's very and it was very physical comedy yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And then you got Hugh Laurie running around, and you know, so yeah, it's very, very good. But it seems like that, like you'd really struggle to sort of vocally explain, but it's all about watching the film, and I think that's. 
you know, potentially would be the only sort of downside of this film in in how it does is really people not giving it a chance because they don't really understand what it is. Yeah. But if, when you actually watch it, it is like a really it's a joy to behold. Yeah. It's um, really entertaining. Yeah. I think in terms of like again standout characters, it's probably quite easy to overlook Dev Patel just because there's so many other like really vibrant characters around him. But him as David Copperfield. He's he he was really like I was really impressed. Obviously, I've seen him in other stuff in the past, like big stuff like Subdog Millionaire and things. But mm. I was really just impressed at how funny he was as well. Like he he could bring, he could make you you know feel feel for him. But he had that comic timing that we really do well. He was really slapsticky as well. Like the way mm. he ran around and the way his movement was just like, uh, yeah, it, it it almost this is gonna sound weird, but it almost reminded me of the Joker, like the way that. Uh, Wacken Phoenix sort of transformed his body language and how mm. he ran around and like, he's, even his like his the way he ran and like his steps and his like yeah. whole like the way he held himself and I felt like Dev Patel really did a really amazing job yeah. at being this character. It, like, like it's just it was so good. Do you know he walked like his legs, the way he sort of like yeah. was stepping into the everything. It felt yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Like just I was like a it almost felt like a, an animated character. Or yeah, something. It had yeah, so much yeah, energy, yeah. but it didn't look it didn't look silly, but it just. It was just a really like, energized, really fun performance. I really, I was really impressed. I, I, I'm sort of thing like when I think, oh, I would love to see him. I can't wait to see what else he does. I think mm. he's gonna be a really big actor in the next few years. So, I mean, did you want to talk about the cast and like them? Yeah. So I guess, I mean, I guess the the thing that I mean, one of the things is, I don't really want, I don't I kind of don't want to talk about it too much. I think we can just touch on it. I think a lot, a lot of people who had never heard about, don't don't know the film that well, or don't know who made it or whatever, and they're taking it as like, oh, this is a historically ac- accurate representation of Victorian London or whatever, mm. and then people are rating that, giving it bad ratings or whatever because because it it does it does a thing. I think it's called uh, blind casting or something they call it, where they're basically just casting based on who they think. Who, like the person who's acting, how they do in the role, and not looking at their race or or, or like, 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 not not trying to make it logical because obviously like his mum was white and he was you know, Asian, or whatever. But it doesn't really matter. You just sort of go with it, and it's completely yeah. like I I enjoyed it. I thought it was actually really. It was just sort of refreshing. I didn't. I really think it like too much. it suited this story, like particularly well, just because it's kind of a bit of a bizarre story in itself. And because there's so many different weird characters, the um, I forget what uh, Dev Patel's love interest, the one with the dog. Oh yeah, she, she was she was actually his uh, mother, mother giving birth yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, it's okay. the same actress. Yeah, uh, so they used her twice in two two different roles. Right, right. right. I think so, that was like, is that not to do with like uh, she obviously the, the whole like the whole yeah the thing about you fall in love with your mum or whatever. Yeah, that sort yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah. Is that, is that what that was yeah, potentially? Yeah. Um, this is funny. <laughs> yeah. I so, didn't, yeah, I didn't notice that. That's pretty I, interesting. Well, I, I find, in terms of like casting, I find the film incredibly British. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's what was great because it just encapsulated what makes Britain great is our multi-ethnicity. Like, I just think it just felt very British. It felt like yeah, it definitely. made me proud to be British again in terms of like things that are going on in the world right now. Sometimes it's not great to feel like you're part of a, you know, a place. But I was very happy, and it made me feel very good 
a by being British. And I think it makes I think it makes sense in this film. I think there's some films where it might not make sense, where it's a, it's about if it's if it's to do with race relations or whatever, then it makes sense to actually have like there was a film a few years ago called um, Bell a few years ago, 2013, and it was basically a it's a real life historical story about this this girl who's who's a she's a mixed mixed race, uh, and she's been brought up in the I think it's like the early 1800s, and she's been brought up by a uh, she ends up being brought up by a lord, and it's like, and it's a, it's a big, it's a historical um, story, and the whole film is like to do with people obviously not not liking that, and it being a, it being an issue, and him fighting for her rights, and her her trying to fight for her her place in the world in um, aristocracy, and it works really well. So obviously, like, I think it depends on the film and what what the film is trying to portray, and if it's trying to touch on you know that sort of thing, then maybe it wouldn't make sense, but. For this sort of film, I think I think it works great. I think it's it works really well, and it's um, uh, yeah. I think I think that the actors and actresses they picked were all really interesting mm. choices. And, you know. well, it's funny you say that it's up for a BAFTA for best casting. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah. I think you know the film community have have noticed that, and you know I can't think of another film that I've watched recently where it's got such a like diverse and yeah. amazing cast. Um, one other thing I'd like, just like to mention is the composer who did all oh, yeah. the, the soundtrack was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, it was banging. It's called uh, Christopher Willis, um, yep. and he's done. Uh, I think he did some uh, of the score for uh, Death Starling. He did, uh, but he's also, um, I think, for like the past seven years, been working with Disney working on some uh, Mickey Mouse shorts. I think it's called the Mickey Mouse TV show, but. His score was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, you know the motifs that he kept, the, the reoccurring motifs that kept mm. coming back again. I, it was it was like a really good hook because I, I find myself when I was listening or watching the movie, like, really listening out for that 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 motif. I can't, I, I don't want to try and do it now because I I wouldn't do it justice. But like it's like this almost like this little chord sequence that he does, and when it came in, even in you know when when it was like like the sad versions or the happy versions, like mm. and there's that you know the bit where he was right at the end and he's sort of going through his life and he's explaining everything. Yeah. Uh, all of it, all of the motif, sort of all of the all score comes together, and it's like this three minute piece that I've mm. been just like I, I think I listened to it as soon as I got home, like on repeat for like maybe twenty minutes. It's called David's writing that that song. Yes, and it's well, it's probably the best three minutes of music I've heard recently. I it's really, so I good. really enjoyed just like the little bits of that. The, the, I'm guessing it's, it was played as points where he was writing his stories. Yeah. And he was, re- he was re- remembering what people said to him and he was in the mirror and he's doing like his impressions. And it's just, <laughs> it's just really funny. It's really well done. Like again, just seeing Dev Patel sort of transform in front of you and like him and, then, and that music sort of reiterating it. The thing about the music I felt was it wasn't particularly like, funny or like it wasn't trying to be funny. It was just sort of quite beautiful and just sort of yeah. fit really well with the sort of whimsical uplifting feel and vibe yeah. of the film mm. yeah I mean like I think when when I saw this film originally I a trailer for it I assumed it was going to be sort of like an Oliver or something where it's quite dark and really sort of really gritty and sad and there's some uplifting moments but and some quirky characters but it's actually like kind of depressing in some parts mm-hmm. and there is some darker moments but Definitely, like the the score helped just like keep this sort of level of sort of fluttery, sort of like happy, uplifting, sort of again not non cynical sort of vibe to the film, and just sort mm. of quite uplifting and fun. We were joking 
before about what if we watched the film and like we didn't like it. Um, but I just didn't think that would be possible because we really like the director. And I just, again, it's just such a beautiful film. It's just a really beautiful film. Um, I, I, I was thinking before, I think as a good sort of counterpart to this film would be uh, Mio and Dying Girl. It sort of have the similar sort of vibe in terms of how creative and how like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and yeah. again, it has sad moments, but quite funny and quite like... Again, similar to Michelle Gondry, but like a sort of very imaginative and very sort of overall uplifting. Oh, it was, I guess, you know, sad. It was a bit, a bit sad in, at some points, but um, yeah, like that. It remi- reminded me of that film. Yeah, yeah. It reminded me of yeah the sort of science of sleep and totally. sunshine and that sort of stuff yeah. in, in points. Sort of. It also like it. I know we talked about it being a play before, so, but I actually think it did a really good job of giving you what the sense of what a novel is like mm. in terms of mm. like just in terms of the the way he was narrating himself and he was he was being you know he he was present at his birth and present for his childhood and he was like giving his perspective as an older person you know in the in the story but then also um sort of the 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 interesting like so like him reflecting on other parts of the story and then that story being projected into into the set and stuff like it just I know, it just for some reason it just felt really like i was reading a book mm. and i was watching it um I, I don't know yeah super so i think we're all in agreement that we all enjoyed the film mm. uh, uh, yeah that's great i like how i describe it was a palate cleanser like there's a lot of films that are kind of samey we've seen quite a lot of uh superhero sci-fi war kind of really serious films this is like really nice just really refreshing to to see just to to break up that quagmire of stuff that i've seen personally recently um yeah very different to Waterworld. <laughs> yeah so if you've not seen the film and you're listening to this podcast we definitely advise that you go and see the personal history of David Copperfield. Yeah, I think it's one of those films cinema. that I'm going to like, you know, when people say, oh, I've watched something good recently, I'm like, oh, you should watch David Copperfield. It's really good. Might not expect it David to be David Copperfield? <laughs> Copperfield. So, if you've got any comments on uh, David Copperfield, please get in touch. We have our new website up, uh, themoviewest.com. The movie quest dot com. <laughs> the movie west. The movie quest dot com, which Ant has put together. It looks really flash. Looks great. Uh, and you can also contact us via email at podcast at themoviequest.com. And we also, we're also on Instagram, so if you want to get in touch via that. The Movie Quest. Just The Movie Quest. The Movie Quest. The Movie Quest on Instagram. You hear something on Instagram, like our things, and share the podcast with your friends if you think it's good enough to be shared or, or not, you know, either or. And just one last time to just say thank you very much for Amy for coming on to the podcast yeah it was really really fantastic thanks for bearing with us for we've been trying to get this interview together for quite a while haven't we yeah um, uh, but yeah cheers thanks for for coming on uh, so yeah we'll see you next time see you next time <laughs>